Podcasting is nothing new to me, nor is writing, recording, performing, or talking about music, but podcasting about music is new. So thank you for joining me on this ride. And please don't hesitate to share feedback by leaving a review or sending me an email as I try and figure out what this show should be and sound like. This is the left side. This is the right side. My name's Dan Koch, and this is Pretty Good Vibrations, a show about pop and rock music and its crucial place in our lives. Let me ask you this. Do you like pina colada or papering over your deep-seated pain with alcohol and mid-tempo escapist soft rock? Well, then this episode might be for you. Join Tyson Motzenbacher and myself as we float down the lazy river that is Yacht Rock and christen its captain at the end of our tournament. 16 artists will face off against each other in a March Madness-style tournament bracket. And I thought this might be a perfect genre fit for this holiday weekend. Something to bond over with your dad or uncle, perhaps? I should also say this was recorded before I started doing more research per episode. And some true Yacht Rock heads have given this a spin. Those couple guys found it lacking in the accuracy department. (laughs) Everyone else who heard it seems to have really enjoyed it immensely. So if you are a Yacht Rock purist, consider this your warning. We are playing fast and loose with the genre definitions and which bands count in order to facilitate having a fun time together. And by the way, at the beginning, I say I'm not sure when this will come out relative to Tyson's new record, but his record, Milk Teeth, is recently out. It's fantastic, and you should definitely check it out. All right, please enjoy part one of this very silly tournament that I had a lot of fun recording and even editing because it was that much fun to listen back. All right, let's get into it. By staying this means you are consenting to being recorded. Got it. Do you consent, Tyson? I consent. That's the voice of Tyson Motzenbacher on the other line here. Tyson is a dear friend of mine. He is also a recording artist on Tooth & Nail Records. And we're recording this around the time of your album's release, but this might not come out for literally eight months or a year. I have no idea. So that doesn't matter as much. But he will by now, the time you're hearing it, have a newish record called Milk Teeth. Uh, just came out. It's just coming out. We can't know. It's That's the thing about Yacht Rock is that it's not about the destination. <laughs> it's about the journey. <laughs> Yacht Rock is not on a fucking schedule, Tyson. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, Yacht Rock's not wearing a watch unless it's a diver, a Seiko diver watch. Mm-hmm. You know, then that a submariner, a maybe? Rolex, a submariner. Yep. Right. That's the kind of watch that Yacht Rock is fucking wearing. 100%, okay. 100%. Um, Tyson is joining me for one of these tournament brackets, and I asked him what genre he wanted to talk about, and he said, dude, no question, Yacht Rock. It took me four or five seconds to think about whether I thought that was a good idea, and then I went immediately to, thank you so much for having this idea. I would have never, this would have been 100th on my list of genres to come up with for one of these, and I am I have had so much fun preparing <laughs> for this episode (laughs) it is 
a wonderland. I'm going to explain. Okay, so what's Yacht Rock? What are we talking about? So we're doing one of these tournaments. I'll explain the rules in a minute. But basically, it's a 16-team tournament bracket, like the Sweet 16 of March Madness. So face off against each other. Uh, we're going to crown a king or queen of Yacht Rock. High, I guess, I high sailor. Kings. The high sailor. The yeah. uh, Really, the, the ship's captain, yeah, it's if the you captain. Will. The captain of Yacht Rock. We're That's crown we're crowning. <laughs> we are not crowning. We are uh, christening the captain of Yacht Rock yep. on the show here <laughs> today. Okay, so uh, Yacht Rock is originally known. So this is a bunch of Wikipedia here. Mm-hmm. Yacht Rock, originally known as the West Coast Sound, love that by the way, or adult oriented rock, not as catchy as Yacht Rock, is a broad musical style and aesthetic commonly associated with soft rock one of the most commercially successful genres from the mid-70s to the mid-80s, drawing on sources such as smooth soul, smooth jazz, R&B, and disco. Common stylistic traits include high-quality production, clean vocals, and a focus on light, catchy melodies. Its name was derived from its association with the popular Southern Californian leisure activity of sailing. Is sailing, Tyson, a Southern California leisure activity? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it is, but like it's sailing predates like most civilizations. So to call it, to be like, oh yes, that, uh, that very uh-huh. northwestern pastime of fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, okay. but I think what it comes back down to, honestly, is that it's like a lot of this stuff has to do with status, right? So, like, in California, the only way you are sailing is if you're extremely wealthy. If you're wealthy. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a status thing, which we're going to kind of talk about. So, by the way, Jaffrey, my wife, she was asking about it, and I was telling her what Yacht Rock was. And she said, well, the production needs to be clear because of all the noise of the waves lapping against your yacht. That's well said. <laughs> Jaffer- Gotta be able yeah. to make out that vocal melody very clearly. You don't want a bunch of reverb. Yeah. You don't want a bunch of distortion clogging things up. Okay, so musically speaking, mm-hmm. the yachtiest yacht rock tracks, I like, by the way, the word yachty. Yeah, yachty. Yachtier, yachtiest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be using that word. The yachtiest tracks tend to include some sort of electric piano, yep. which we will hear in most of these tracks. These are mid-tempo songs. So, yep. uh, and it's it's not too upbeat. It's not too slow. It's this mid-tempo groove, mm-hmm. and it can't be it can't be too frenetic, like not too high energy and not too high tempo. These are middle, like 60th percentile mm-hmm. energy kind of songs, right? Yep, like 100 to 120, probably. Yeah, BPM. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like, a, so there's a pure yacht rock genre, which is specifically about boating, about sailing, about getting away to tropical locales. That's like the pure small circle of yacht rock, your Christopher Crosses right. of the world. Um, and then there's like a larger category of yacht rock which we are mm-hmm. being more inclusive here today yeah. if it matches that kind of tempo and energy level and and song structure so not song structure i didn't listen to the verse chorus bridge of all of these songs and chart them out i just mean the kind of the vibe anyway so the larger category is not necessarily about sailing and is a little more inclusive so bands like eagles fleetwood mac will make it into a category like that but this is massively culturally popular in the mid seventies to mid eighties. I mean, these are some of the biggest records, definitely the biggest adult audience records more from Wikipedia. 
Yacht Rock was, quote, art untouched by the outside world. By contrast to what followed, this was probably the last major era of pop music wholly separated from the politics of its day. It's reassuringly vague escapism, (laughs) what a term, was boosted by the rise of FM radio, which brought together two consequences of gender emancipation, women who controlled household spending and men who, quote, felt freer to convey their emotions in song, end quote. Great, great line there. So the roots of Yacht Rock, this is a quote, can be traced to the music of the Beach Boys. Tyson, yes. I did not know there was such a little gem waiting for me. Yep. This is one of the reasons why I want that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Yacht Rock kind of starts with Sloop John B. Because it's specifically nautical. But the funny thing about that is Sloop John B is a is like a sixties arrangement of a traditional American song. Yeah. It's like a public domain song. Mm-hmm. Like Kokomo, which is gonna that's, be in the draft. That's what I was just gonna say. Co- Kokomo is where the Beach Boys like well that, it's Mike Love stealing the Beach Boys and taking them on a yacht right. rock journey. So you you said you have a list of the necessary elements for a yacht rock track. Is that right, Tyson? Yeah. So this is from 2014 All Music's Matt Collier. The key defining rules of the genre. So the first one is to keep it smooth even when it grooves. Which rhymes, which is nice. (laughs) With more emphasis on the melody than on the beat. Um, Keep the emotions light, even when the sentiment turns sad, as often the case in the world of sensitive, of the sensitive yacht rocksman, which is a great, great word, yacht rocksman. Great term. Is that one word or just a term? Two words. Um, It's a a hyphenated yacht dash rocksman. Rocksman. Is one is, word. Roxman is one word, yeah. Roxman's a great word. Okay, mm-hmm. please continue. Third is always keep it catchy, no matter how modest or deeply buried in the track list the tune happens to be. So basically what that means is that if you're like a yacht, proper yacht rock record, which I actually, I actually think is probably kind of rare also, like, um, yeah. but a, a yacht rock record would mean that even every B-side is like trying to be a single, basically. Yeah, it's like a Shania Twain record. Mm-hmm. Like there is no point in writing a song to be track nine, that's like, well, this one's not really catchy. <laughs> right. Like, you just would never put that on a Shania Twain or an Ariana Grande record. If it's true pop, if you're really going for top 40, every single track on your record is a shot at radio. Totally. That is the only reason that you wrote and recorded it. You're not doing other songs, really. Uh, I don't know. Maybe each artist gets a couple on a record, like, if they insist on it and it's in their contract or whatever. But the the... The entire career of a true top 40 artist is 98% their hits, and everything else is just not nearly as important. You're trying to make hits. So it's like, is this going to perform well on live, in a live show, or is this going to perform well on the radio? And it has to do one of those two things. Is that Was that all four, or was that three? That's three. That's all three of them, though. Yeah. Oh, there's three. Okay. Um, and the interesting thing here, too, is I don't know if we're... Are we going to get to Jimmy Buffett very much? Well, Jimmy Buffett's in the tourney. That's for sure. Okay, of cool. course he is. Because yeah. that's the when it says like uh, it keeps the emotions light even when the sentiment turns sad, which like every Jimmy Buffett song is so sad. It's like like if you listen to like um, like Margaritaville is like basically this guy that's like on an island and but his life sucks. 
It's like if you actually wow. listen to Jimmy Buffett, it's the darkest stuff ever, but it's it's like all you know, it sounds like Jimmy Buffett. So it's like This is gonna this is gonna blow my mind. Yeah. I, I'm excited to listen with fresh ears with that in mind that like these are actually these are low key sad songs, but they sound appropriate. Like it's like They're you know what so it is sad. exactly like? Yeah. When you are on vacation in Mexico and you see the like expat guy who lives there. That's right. That's exactly right. And that right. guy has all the trappings of a tiki hut, coconut based drink in your hand, yeah. but is like oftentimes like running from life in the States or couldn't hack it or, you know, not all, of course, not always. There are people who live abroad for great reasons but mm-hmm. like that guy particularly in mexico that yes. you know that guy is sad it's actually this all like even when you're talking about like the post war stuff it actually goes back to that too because there's a tiki element to it and what right. what tiki bars are is like this this thing that was invented for people that were uh, in the south pacific during the war to go someplace to kind of like pretend like they were back at war again it's 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 yeah, all this like so es- it's this incredible escapism that is deeply rooted in a, in like an incredible dissatisfaction with the modern yeah. age and in pain. Oh, right? incredible so amounts of pain for sure. Yeah, so yeah, this is like we could like it's possible that yacht rockers are sort of responsible for either some of the best therapy that the baby boomer generation ever received <laughs> That's or good. for keeping them out of therapy yeah. because they felt like, well, I got enough truth. I got enough help here mm-hmm. from these songs. Yeah. It's yeah. It's all and from these tiki bars. It's all like just covered in alcohol and sadness and pretending like it's having a good time for sure. Oh man. So I sort of like in order to enjoy yacht rock, I have to separate that stuff out from the music. Sure. If I think about all of that cultural baggage, it just bums me out and I just think I can't enjoy listening to it. If I just imagine that I was like considering sampling it, I'm just listening to it as like straight sound. I'm like pretty into a lot of this dude. Like a, a lot of songs got added to some playlists here for really? my own. I was because when we were yes. texting, you were like, yes, we were talking about Steely Dan. You're like, I hate Steely Dan. I was expecting I hate you to Steely Dan, but I was expecting you to kind of come into this. Although, I mean, you're a very pop centric. In fact, you're my, I, you're my pop friend. I always say like, if I want feedback on, on pop, you're the first person I call. So that makes these are, I mean, it's extremely poppy music, dude. It's, it's kind of up my alley and it's succeed. It's most of the time it's succeeding too. In a, well, in a really we're also only way. listening to the, to the good ones, right? That's I mean, true. like bad, yeah. like how bad would bad yacht rock be? That's, that's actually pretty dark. I don't want to think about that too long. <laughs> Um, okay. So here are some examples of like original yacht rock by artists that are not included in the bracket. So we get a chance to kind of hear some clips here. This first one is the band looking glass, the song brandy parentheses. You're a fine girl. Close parentheses. What a fine wife you go. would be. In down, they say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say the same brandy. You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Yeah, your eyes could steal a sailor from the sea. Brandy. It's so good. Okay. What a chorus. Oh that my god. That song gosh. is so good. There's like there's so much in there. Like the, also uh, a big thing in Yacht Rock is kind of like the double entendre, the like kind of the the tongue in cheek like clever moment to have like the 
the bartender girl's name be Brandy. And then exactly. all those hits, yeah. all that, like the, the walk down <laughs> at the end there. It's yeah. so, it's like so unnecessarily smart. It's, I love it so much. What a fine wife you would be. It's such a ridiculous lyric. Uh, and also like, uh, brandies and whiskeys and stuff are called fine, like fine right. liquors, right? Right. Oh, so a lot of, a lot of wordplay there. Okay. Uh, here's another, and you've heard this, uh, I most recently heard it in Rite Aid picking up a prescription. This is Rupert mm-hmm. Holmes escape parentheses, the Pina Colada song end parentheses. If you like Pina Coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape, then I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. Really burying the lead there by calling the song Escape. <laughs> I feel like this song is in a bunch of movies and it's always happening when people are like breaking a bar to pieces. I, I know like at least it's in the, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty it happens. Right. And I okay. think it happens in, it's that, what's that movie where the guy's like G7 and then this comes on? I don't it's know. A, it's like a, it's like a Jack Black movie. I forget what it is, but it's, this is like, it's so funny because this is the perfect song to come on in a bar when like people are breaking pool sticks over each other's heads and like knocking glasses on the floor. It's because it feels it's why it's because all this stuff feels desperate. It feels like full of chaos. Like there's something deeply wrong and it's so funny. That's also like all that syncopation and stuff. It's really smart stuff. Yeah. The lyrics of that song are essentially, (laughs) they're like, they are like a midlife crisis fantasy of a middle-aged man. Okay, things are getting a little stale with my wife. I pull up a personal ad. This woman likes pina coladas. Oh, and she uh-huh. wants me to come escape to her. It's like, dude, that woman does yeah. not fucking exist anywhere in the yeah. world. Renew your love for your spouse. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the escapism is like this idea that yeah. like you can't that you can just start over and it'll be easy. Yeah, you can. You know what I mean? Instead of like fixing the, it's like where you're. You already fucked this up once, you know, like how come you think you can make it better this time around or whatever with some stranger at 55 or something? Yeah. Know? Yacht Rock is the soundtrack to a dude's third marriage. That's probably the most succinct way yeah. to put it. That's what Yacht Rock is to a baby boomer's third marriage. Yeah. Okay. One more original Yacht Rock. This track's called Baby Come Back by Player. Oh, this is so smooth. Just a waste of time. Is that electric piano? Yep. Oh gosh, Tyson! That's one that I don't come back to. I need to. That's so. That good. is a sick track, dude. Uh, Tyson, what's your experience with Yacht Rock as like a fan? I think that when I was like, I grew up in the Northwest where you live now, Dan, and which when indie rock was happening, and Yacht Rock was probably like the least cool thing that could ever have existed. 
Um, 100%. Yeah. And I think it was this thing where there were two types of people that when I was started touring, there were like the super hipsters that thought it was the lamest thing ever. And then there were these music school dorks that thought it was the greatest thing that had ever existed. And I was like kind of caught between the two. I think I wanted to be cool. And so I was like, this stuff's lame. Yeah. But my dad loved Steely Dan. That was, that was my, and the Beach Boys actually were both, both my dad loved both of those. And we had a live thing. Like they would play at the gorge. Steely Dan would play, you know, they never played live. I was like, this stuff's really, it's really interesting musically, but it's like, it's not like a, it doesn't have an, it felt like it didn't have the edge I was looking for. It was the wrong kind of edge. And I think for a young person, like listening to a rich person, like complain about why they didn't get everything that they wanted is not a very compelling like thing for a young person. But when I got a little bit older, I think I just, I started to, and you learn about, you know, the musicians that are playing on this stuff and the, you know, the legend, like the lore behind it and you know, you listen to like Michael McDonald sing and you're just, I think from a musical standpoint, it's more of like a math equation for me than anything else where I'm like, this is, this is incredible stuff. That's what I think that Ariel's doing. Ariel, the the producer, uh, the Haim and Carly Rae Jepsen guy in Vampire Weekend. I think he's really deconstructing it sort of mathematically and certainly production wise and going, okay, what could I grab here and then like dry it up and distort it and make it sound modern. Right. But like he's playing with those elements. He's one of my very favorite producers. Mm-hmm. Totally. What about you? What do you don't, you're, you um like it, but you're not I'll sure. just say like, I thought it was uncool for a very long yeah. time, you know, I, but, but the beach boys have always been my favorite band. Right. So it's not like it hasn't been that far off. I do get into the, I am into some of the eighties. We're going to hear some, some of this eighties beach boy stuff. That's the stuff. Were, we're you into hear. that? I felt like you were always like just Brian till I die, but you, but you liked some of the later stuff too. I celebrate their entire catalog. That's a line from the the main feed of this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it all. Uh, I mean, I don't love it all, but I love songs on all of the records far fewer good ones per album, but there's still some really great stuff. And I'm, I'm excited to hear some of those tonight. So you've got a little bit of Yacht Rock in the Tyson Matzenbacher stuff. I do totally. I want to just play some clips. So this is the last summer from your last record. Someday I'll make it all up to you. But I didn't know that. Oh, bad. In the so funny like listening to that again because like we had a really good bass player in this context yeah yeah because yeah we had a really good bass player on that session that record we made it live yeah it was all it was in la and it was all live and we had this incredible band and i remember like it was we took it into the we brought it out of the studio where we had done it all live and 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 the chorus was like the bass playing was almost too it was too cool it was like too good and I like got frustrated and I grabbed the bass and I played that extremely busy bass line on the chorus there. So the rest of the bass playing is this actual bass player. And then I played the bass on there because it needed to be kind of too much in order for it to feel huh. right. And that was, that's like for sure the Yacht Rock thing, which is this like that really tight, really syncopated, like overplaying. Yeah, yeah. that's great. One way of saying like how ready I, how ripe I was for your Yacht Rock suggestion 
is that that's my favorite song on that record of yours. <laughs> so like, it. I, I just didn't, I wouldn't have thought of it, but like you, you, uh, you walked past a ripe blackberry and you said that one, all I got to do is just pick that right off and it's juicy and ready to go. The bongo is also that little, it's like just enough Island percussion, but not too much. This is not world music, correct, buddy. Correct. I'm a white man on a sailboat. Yeah. Okay. I'm as white as it gets, yeah. but just enough that it's Islandy enough. It's tropical. Yeah, you enough. can just steal a little bit. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only appropriate in moderation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we're so. (laughs) If you're a white guy, you don't, you don't go do the thing, the other thing. You just steal a little bit of it and put it in your thing. (laughs) I was going to say that yacht rockers are like so comfortable with appropriation that they're actually now worried about appropriating too much and getting a little too much like that culture. (laughs) They're like. 270 degrees around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Anyway, so that's so that's Yacht Rock. Here's how we figured out what to pick. We, we wanted to include well-known bands. It's more fun to talk about bands that we know. So for bands that have some material that's less yachty, I'm only including the yachtier tracks. These songs, almost to a song, have like slow jam, long intros. Uh, you have to listen to those on your own time. I yeah. have cut them off to start at a point where we can mm-hmm. kind of get into the the meat of the song. I picked songs, it, the combination of how yachty they were and how popular they were. So yeah. the yachty enough songs, the most popular ones we're basically hearing first. Occasionally, one is just so much more yachty that I'm putting it first. But mostly it's based on Apple Music popularity and meeting the kind of basic genre requirements um as much as possible when we are when you're choosing tyson because you ultimately choose it's song against song Mm -hmm. not so much our memories or our overall feelings about a a whole band like if it's eagles versus fleetwood mac it's that eagle song versus that fleetwood mac song not band versus band gotcha um that that's fun and rewards bands that have really consistent catalogs yeah the songs will only compete once, so we're going to cycle through multiple songs by each artist. If an artist wins their round, we get a new song of theirs for the next round. Uh, Tyson is the ultimate arbiter. The way this works is I get to try and convince you, Tyson, if uh-huh. I want to. Okay. Oftentimes we'll agree. Right. But if I disagree with you, I might, I'm going to try and see if I can convince you. But it's still up to you, except I get one veto per round. Okay. So I, I need you to try to get, I need to get you to veto me before we get to Steely Dan then. I worry a little bit how you're going to mess with this rule and use it to your advantage to annoy me, but I can count on you, which will probably make for better radio. All right. I only have one veto for the final two rounds, like the final four. I can't veto like two out of three. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to save our comments about a band for when they're eliminated. So when we eliminate a band, if we have anything to say uh, about that band or that, uh, we talk about the tracks when we hear them, mm-hmm. but we only talk about the band when we eliminate them. That way we don't talk about bands multiple times. Do you have any questions for me, Tyson, or are we ready to get into it? I think we're good. If I have questions, I'll ask you as we go along. This sounds great, though. Let's listen to these. All right. So round one, match one, the Beach Boys versus Kenny Loggins. Here is Kenny Loggins with This Is It. Is that Michael McDonald? Your 
up against the Beach Boys, Kokomo. We'll be falling in love to the rhythm of the steel drum band down in Kokomo. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take it to Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama, Key Largo, Montego, Listen to that snare drum. Unbelievable. I mean, that track, if it was, if one track kept kept going, I wouldn't be surprised if that won the whole damn thing. But <laughs> that's not how it goes. So what do you want to say about either of these songs? Kenny Loggins, This Is It, or Kokomo by the Beach Boys? Well, I just Googled it. So This Is It does have Michael McDonald on it. I mean, that's a big bonus. And it's really hard for me to separate Kokomo from two things. One, the Beach Boys as an entity. And secondly, Mike Love, of whom is uh, a spiritual yeah. offender. Mm-hmm. But you're, but it's supposed to, as much as possible, song versus song. Try to divorce yourself if you can. Yeah, I mean, you gotta go Beach Boys. Yeah. I mean, Kokomo is definitively uncool. There is no sense in which it is cool. It's so dumb. Like, the, the drums in the background, yeah, they're like hand drum samples from like an 80s drum machine or something. It's crazy. It's so dated. But the songwriting, the, that final turn. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That, that final tag we want. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, it's a fucking clinic. And when, that, when the steel drum comes up. That's where we want to go. Yeah. Do, 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 do. It's really good. Oh, I love it. Okay, I have no I have no relationship with Kenny Loggins. Your Kenny Loggins is I going used to into see the Kenny, here. Kenny Loggins lives in the same town or I think he might be dead now, but he lived in the same town as me and I used to see him around town sometimes. That's my relationship with him. Beach Boys advance to round 2, which is no surprise. happen to work in advertising or perhaps video production of some kind? If so, I'd love it if you checked out my music licensing library. All the bumper music for this show, including the theme music and the track you're hearing right now, are in that library available for licensing. And every track is customizable for big enough projects. You can hear all my tracks sorted by genre and vibe at dancoke.net. There's a link in the show notes as well. Thanks for taking a listen. Next up, Jimmy Buffett v. James Taylor. All right, so let's go. From Mr. Buffett, we're getting Margaritaville. Let's uh-huh. let's uh, get our passport stamped, Tyson. <laughs> Smell of shrimp there beginning at a bar. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my... like an out-of-tune flute on that section <laughs> it's amazing oh Dude, that jimmy. song rips oh jimmy it's uh that wasting away nice wordplay there because you could interpret that like you're saying as it's really a sad song in a happy form or you could say no he's getting wasted he's 
he's fucking partying. You know, you could say that. You can interpret it that way too. Yeah, some people think there's a woman to blame, but I know it's my own damn fault. Exactly. There's that sadness. He's failed. So sad. A lot of James Taylor stuff is not yacht rock, but he's got plenty that is. Yes, so he's correct. in here. He might have what it takes to to go the distance. We'll see. Here's Mexico by James Taylor. Way down here, you need a reason to move. Feel a fool, running your state side games. Lose your load, leave your mind behind, baby James. Oh, Mexico, you sound so simple, I just got to go. The sun's so hot, I forgot to go home. That's a good chorus. Yeah. James Taylor can write a pop chorus. My, my gosh. Oh that, my goodness. That's so good. My only thought is that I feel like it's a little bit too, like James Taylor feels a little bit too um, sincere to me to go up against someone like Jimmy Buffett, who is like embodies everything about Yacht Rock. He is right. like, he is, yeah. you know, he's got retirement communities now. He's a, like, he's literally the oh world's gosh. most brilliant businessman. He's, he's a businessman <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, like, who did it better than Jimmy? Jimmy Buffett is, like, one of the top paid artists in the world. Like, he's, like he makes more money than, like, Drake. And he ha- has, like, one-tenth one the popularity, right? Oh, yeah. N- yeah, it's just incredible. just milking it. Incredible. And he built his entire lifestyle around, like, flying his plane through Jamaica, like, over Jamaica and stuff. That's his whole thing. So, yeah. Part of your criteria is, like, you're voting for better song, but you're also... You're wanting to sort of celebrate the yachtiness of well, it. And so you're also yeah. kind of voting yachtier. In my mind, Mexico is a clearly a better song. Margaritaville is like the cornerstone of an empire. Yeah. And I'm, it's, a, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to veto you. Okay. Well, I, then, I understand the reasoning. If it was straight up, what's a better song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. We're doing <sighs> it. Anything goes, man. It's Yacht Rock. Man. Anything goes. Okay. Yeah, I think I got to go Jimmy Buffett. Although I, I want to hereby state that I think that Mexico, I think that it's clear that Mexico is a better song, but I'm going to go with Margaritaville. All right. Next up, continuing round one. Matchup number three, Steely Dan versus Super Tramp. I have no dogs in this fight. I don't give a shit about either of these bands. Here's Steely Dan with Peg. And when you smile for the Listen to that bass playing. Come on. It's your favorite foreign movie. I like the verse more than the chorus for sure in that song. Mm-hmm. Just you got to admit that that is an incredible, that's such a tight band. Oh, they're very tight. And okay. they make, like, they're more interesting in this context than in the average context for me. Like, Steely yeah. Dan coming up in the context of these Yacht Rock songs is, like, kind of, like, yeah, that just kind of works. It's kind of fun. It, and it's, like, building on it, sort of, you know? Like, like if we were, like, your your yacht friend who actually was, like, a boat nerd, we're, like, the, we're not just the guy who wants to sit on the yacht. Like, we mm-hmm. know how everything works, and we could repair our own boats, that's what Steely Dan does. Or it's like the friend that like invent. It's like the guy that invented like a, he got a hit a patent. He went to MIT. 
and he had a patent or something and made like a billion dollars and then he gets invited on all the yachts but no one really wants him to like do cocaine and hang out with them and stuff like everyone else wants to do that's what steely dan is although they are very filled with cocaine <laughs> i think it's a theme of a lot of these artists uh, oh, both I, I, we can't get away culture from, and yeah. the time we have to talk about cocaine at some point it's a huge part of this Let's wait for Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Here's Super Tramp. All right. Give a little bit. You've heard this song. Yeah. That's a nice snare drum sound. It is. So give a little bit. Uh, it's a great song. I, I mean, I'm biased. I feel like there's a little bit too much space being filled in that. There's a little bit too much of like a... Oh, with that with that strumming guitar and the... It's like a 12 string note snare, yeah. It's not as yachty. That's right. I couldn't agree yeah. more. I, it's it's great, but it's just, it's a little bit off yacht, if you will. It's, um, it's off yacht. It's off yacht. So I got to go with, <laughs> I got to go with Steely Dan. All right. Steely Dan goes forward. Next up, the aforementioned Fleetwood Mac. And Peter Frampton. This actually might be a really good time to talk about cocaine. Oh yeah, Peter Frampton's just built of out of cocaine. What? Do you, how would you describe, in your understanding, the role of cocaine in yacht rock? You, it's coming out of the speakers when you when it's playing. It's like it's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you have to wipe your face as if with dust or ash. Yeah, uh, it, after a yacht rock session. I mean, it's this incredibly inflated sense of self. It's like the temp, like the way that things are so locked and tight and, and like, it's, it's clearly like with Steely Dan, for instance, like, you know, the stories are that they had unlimited money basically. So they would bring the 20 best studio guys into the studio and they'd make them fight with each other. And they'd spend a hundred thousand dollars a day or whatever, just like burning through money. There's one song where they hired like 20 different guitarists and had them all play, like fired them one at a time. It's just this, like, it's this obsessive, oh hyper-focused, yeah, like I said, inflated sense of self, incredibly ambitious in a really weird way. It's just soaked in cocaine, all of it. I guess that's making sense. So I've never done cocaine, but what I understand of it, like I associate it more with like bombastic punk rock or something. Yeah. Like that's, but but hearing your explanation of it more from like an, an egoistic uh, angle and sort of precision and all, you know, that, that does make sense. Yeah. It's basically the opposite version of if, if like punk rock is, is cocaine in a physical sense, this is cocaine in a mental sense. So we're going to have Fleetwood Mac square off against Peter Frampton. So here is everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. That is such a good chorus. Is really good. It's I so am good. Into that track. It's so good. Oh, I, I don't know that record, that Tango in the Night. Yeah, record of theirs, and I now I feel like that's that's going on the the new albums. Playlist oh man, that song that song is incredible. You know, and Tusk, 
Fleetwood Mac Tusk is a pretty yachty record, I would say, too. Yeah, this is from 87, Tango in the Night. Yeah. Oh, man, that song. Oh. I And I think, like, and I'm glad you did that one instead of Dreams, because to me, like, Dreams, at least for me, like, I think Dreams is one of the greatest songs ever written. I think it's, like, in the top one, at least, like, I'd say maybe, like, top 20 greatest songs ever written. And so oh. it's hard for me to even think of it in the Yacht Rock lens. But that Everywhere song, I can definitely get there. Well, here's Frampton. Well, I don't know. It's not really one of my favorite lines in High Fidelity because I just sort of love every line in the film <laughs> High Fidelity. But the there's that scene where he's walking past. It's when he meets. Uh, she's not like his main love interest. She's not like his his ex-girlfriend. But he kind of gets with her in the part of this process. And, she, and she's covering this song. And he's walking past and he asks somebody, is that Peter fucking Frampton? <laughs> and it's this song, Baby, I Love Your Way. Is that the live version? Is there also a studio version yeah. of that as well? It's that live record, Frampton Comes Alive, that's like just by far his most popular album. That's kind of the Frampton record, Frampton Comes Alive. It's the record. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yep. like I feel like for me, that song's so good. And that moment, that moment in High Fidelity is a great moment. It's great. It's a little too jangly for me. It's it's a little bit too acoustic guitar forward. Uh it's a great song. I think everywhere is gonna take it for me on that one, Fleetwood Mac. That's great. And, you know, honestly, I think that Frampton's sort of association with Yacht Rock, I think, is more of a aesthetic thing than it is a sonic thing. Like, he's too bluesy. He's too actually loud. Mm -hmm. Like, Yacht Rock songs sound different in the studio than they would live. That's yeah. like, actually, it's important that it's that dead, tight highly totally. controlled studio sound is a necessary component. You put you put Mexico by James Taylor yeah, right. in a live setting, it's going to be too loud. Totally. It's going to be too chaotic. There's a weird like third camp. You don't want camp. that reverb, you know? There's a weird third camp that I feel like it's like it's like that song and like Mazzy Star and Tracy Chapman. It's like almost like getting into 90s. It's getting into 90s territory a little bit for me, too. Like once you get late eighties, early nineties, it starts to lose the the thing that is so great about yacht rock. I think yacht rock goes Wall Street in the nineties. Yacht rock. <laughs> yacht rock is the uh, the person who would have gone into entrepreneurship in the eighties, but by the nineties is just working a Wall Street gig. Hundred percent. Yeah. Taking the money, the guaranteed money. Okay, Toto versus Seals and Crofts. Here's. Africa, you know, you should all know it well. To say, hurry boy, it's waiting there for you. someone sing that high like that perfectly in that high it's amazing 
And the harmonies on, on top of it, it's incredible. That track is is sort of like its own mini universe. Oh, it's an ecosystem for sure. It has the Phil Collins drum fill in it and everything. It's just that song, it sounds... It- <laughs> Africa by Toto is is like the Semerillion of of yacht rock songs. <laughs> it's so true. It's just got, it almost subverts it, it all. It like transcends yacht rock. It's too good. It's too big. It's that song has like it feels like it has lore to it. Oh, without question, it's amazing. All it's all so concise, and it's like drawing on different cultural sounds and instruments and stuff. It's like it, it's like Shakira before Shakira, kind of in a way. Here's You're the Love by Seals and Crofts. This is tricky now. So interesting. It's tricky. It's a tough one in a, in a way. It's really tricky because that one is clearly the yachtier, rockier one. It's yachtier. It's, it's way it yachtier. yachtiest. It's, yeah. it's like right. I mean, the bass is right. The snare is right. The and harmonies are right. it's a good right. song. It's a, it's a good really song. good song. But it's not Africa, though. I know. This is the, this is the thing. So are you going... What's gonna pitch your rudder, portward or star or starward, starboard <laughs> word? Okay, which one's gonna move? Which, it? Is it which way is my sail gonna swing here? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Are you headed to the port of call of excellence oh or the port gosh. of call of yachtiness? Oh my god! I mean, I already okay. So I picked Jimmy Buffett over. You're heading over and you're bearing. You know where? Which way are you? What's your bearing, Tyson? I mean, my gut says... <laughs> is it leeward? <laughs> Dude, these nautical sorry, jokes. I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Okay. I, Which way are you leaning? Okay. I mean, my my heart says... You went yacht with Jimmy Buffett. I know. That was my, your... My heart, says, my heart says Africa, but my head says that I have to go Seals and Crofts because... I think you're right, man. I think you do. I think you got to. You think so? I do. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not going to fight that All one. Right. Okay. So, what do we need to say about Toto? I I just really know a couple, one or two songs of theirs. Really, actually, only Africa and Rosanna. You know Rosanna. I recognize that that would have been their next round if we if they yeah. had, if they had lasted. Yeah. But I don't know it well. Uh, I, I can play it right now. Should I just play it? Yeah, sure. Let's hear Rosanna. It's insane. This song's insane. Meet you all the way. Rosanna, yeah. Meet you all the way. It's got slap bass on it, dude. Meet you all the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. See, that, I told that you. That is like butter. This song's insane. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm letting them, I can't believe I'm letting Toto lose to Seals and Crofts. It's okay. You know, Seals and Crofts, they just, they, you could say they outmaneuvered Toto. They did. Yeah. You know, they went around the buoy fat and faster. <laughs> they did. Okay. <laughs> Toto, we hardly knew ye. Next up, Eagles v. Doobie Brothers. 
now these songs are chosen. There's a lot of Eagle songs that are maybe more popular, but these are the yachtier yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. So these are here's New Kid in Town by the Eagles. Johnny come lately. The new kid in town. Everybody loves you. That's one where the Eagles kind of like Tex-Mexy kind of a thing that they do yeah. sometimes. That is pivoted just slightly in it, and it kind of reads a little Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reads a little tropical. Until having this conversation, I never would have like thought of the yachtiness of that. That's a perfect Eagles doing the yacht thing while still sounding like them. That's Eagles in the crow's nest. <laughs> Here's... The Doobie Brothers with What a Fool Believes. Sometimes this is listed first on a, on these various uh, Yacht Rock playlists. Come on, dude. Come on. That is pinnacle yacht. That, in fact, that's in, that's that's it. I mean, that's what a fool is—the greatest yacht rock song of all time. There's nothing better. It's also Mike. It's Michael McDonald. It's the Doobie Brothers going full yacht rock. That high note, it's crazy. It's just that's nothing but net from the three point line. Wins every single time. What a fool blues. Doobie Brothers win. Here's what's gonna happen though, Tyson. I'm going to veto you you for one reason and one reason only. Yep, I can. You're going to veto me on the Doobie Brothers over the the Eagles? And you know what? I'll tell you. I'm bending the rules here. It is simply because I dislike the Doobie Brothers so much that I do not want to listen to any more of their songs. Minute by minute? You don't want to listen to Minute by Minute? I don't. I'll I'll give you a few seconds of it. Just here. Here's minute by minute as we say farewell to the Doobie Brothers. I can't believe you're vetoing me on this one. This is like I would. I think that I think this. I think they would have won the whole thing if it was up to me. Eagles might be my, like, on this list without question, they're my least favorite band. They're one of my least favorite bands, period. Oh, I really enjoy them. I'm I'm putting the Eagles in bold here because I've used up my veto okay. for this round, so I won't be able to do that again. I was just going to say that on this whole list, there's none of them that would have even hurt my feelings a little bit until this moment, dude. The Doobie Brothers going away just hurts me. It hurts. Well... If you have to retaliate, retaliate. Do what you must. But I figured out why I don't like the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, I don't ahead. like Michael McDonald. You don't like Michael McDonald? I don't like his voice. I just, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> I recognize that it's unique, but I don't like it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Michael McDonald is an entity that is not the Doobie Brothers as well, as we're about to see here. 
here and that's what's next. So it's Michael McDonald versus Daryl Hall and John Oates. Hall and Oates. Here's Michael McDonald with I keep forgetting parentheses every time you're near clothes parentheses. I thought Nate Dogg and Warren G were about to make some bodies here in cold for a second there. You know, seriously, the verse chorus vibe shift is very significant on that track. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't like the sound of his voice. I think that is a pretty cool, that's actually a pretty great song. I wish Definitely. that someone else was singing it. If they were, I would really enjoy that song. Hollow Notes with Rich Girl. Come on. Easy to get carried away there and forget that we were recording a podcast. I just dropped right into the loving arms of of John Oates. It's a bitch girl. Okay. What are you thinking between Mr. McDonald and Hall and Oates? I love Michael McDonald. I'm still mad at you for for, uh, vetoing my Doobie Brothers pick. But two things. Rich girl is amazing. And B, I don't like the clove. The clove is my least favorite instrument, and there's a lot of clove on Alfred. I keep forgetting. So um, I have this, uh, there's a phone number you can call called the Hall & Oates Hotline. Have you heard of this? To call and Oates, your emergency Hall & Oates helpline. To hear one-on-one, please press one. To hear rich girl, please press two. So anytime that I need to hear Hollow Notes, I call this phone number and it'll play. I think there's like six songs you can pick. I'll, I'll send you that number in case you need to listen to that on the go at some point. It's called Call and Oats. Call and Oats. <laughs> call and Oats. My big question, is that officially sanctioned by those two men or is that like a gorilla <laughs> There's operation? no way. It's it's got to be some like sixty year old man in like Wairika or something that in his basement. It's like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> how how difficult is it to set up something like that an eight hundred number? That's, That's a good really, question. Oh gosh, you have an answering machine. Okay, so you're sending Holland Oates. Holland Oates are going on for sure. Sorry, Michael, I love you so much. I know Dan hates you, and I, I it makes me sad. But we got to go Holland Oates. I have so little to say about Michael McDonald. I mean, I just think of uh, the 40-year-old virgin and his role, <laughs> the prominent role that his live Wait, video he... plays oh, in right. that film. Very yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. 
I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, don't care for him. So not going to fight you there. That's it for part one of this tournament. Come back next week for part two. And don't forget, there is a Spotify playlist for this and every episode listed in the show notes. If you want to bathe in the luxurious escapist yacht rock collection that Tyson and I (laughs) have put together for you. Again, with this new project, I'd love any and all feedback so you can leave a review on your preferred platform or shoot me an email. The email address is in the show notes. And if you work in advertising or video production, uh, maybe pop on over to uh, dancoke.net. This new track that we're hearing right now is called Hibiscus, and it is part of the licensable track library that I've got going. All right, guys, it's been really fun getting this podcast out into the world, and I'm loving the feedback I'm getting from people, uh, feeling kind of like I'm finding my people again after, I don't know, kind of a break from the music focus. Um, So thanks for being a part of that. See you guys next week. (music) 